You're listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today I'm talking with some colleagues from Veramed about their program specifically designed for master students to become directly effective in the pharmaceutical industry. So stay tuned for that. Are you a master student or maybe someone that is rather fresh out of university? Are you working in a company that hires people fresh out of university? Then this podcast episode is specifically for you. We are talking about the experiences of setting up a, such a program and how it is to teach in such a program and how it is to go through such a programs and all the benefits of it. So stay tuned for this. I have actually a lot of material on my homepage that you get for free. There's resources from past webinars that we have given. There's lots of quick tips. There's lots of other things that can help you beyond the podcast episodes. If you haven't checked that out, then head over to theeffectivestatistician.com and there you will find lots of further resources for you for free. Just download them. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. There's especially the virtual PSI conference coming up later this year. So check out about that and become a PSI member today. Welcome to this episode of the Effective Statistician with some colleagues from Veramed that I'm talking today. Let's start first with introduction. Diana, You have been on podcasts before, so maybe you can reintroduce yourself. Uh, thank you, Alexander. Yes, um, so my name is Diana Stewart. I'm a senior manager of programming at Veramed. Um, I've, uh, as Alexander says, I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, on the podcast before. Um, uh, I have mm -hmm. been Veramed for six years and... Um, I've been in the industry for a very long time, more than 20 years, and I've worked in both um, uh, CRO and, and the world of big pharma. So a variety of experience and very med, I have many responsibilities, but one of my responsibilities is to coordinate the graduate training program. Awesome, very good. And six years at Veramed is quite a lot because there have only a, a, a history of 10 years so that's quite a bigger part of it let's let's move forward to nick hi alexander so my name's nick cowens i'm a statistics manager at veramed and i have actually been at veramed for seven and a half years now so when i joined it was uh, 
a young company uh, and I've been able to see it grow over that time, which has been really nice. Um, so I have uh, several roles at Veramed as well. Um, I am a line manager. Uh, I am also a project group lead at Veramed and uh, I have been involved in the graduate training program um, uh, as a line manager. And a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. And Reese, last but not least, uh, is the yeah, new graduate student that uh, joined very recently. So please introduce yourself. Hi. Thank you, Alexander. Um, I am Reese Warham. As Alexander just mentioned, I am much newer to Veramed, Diana and Nick are. <laughs> so I finished my master's in statistics in September of 2020 and a couple of weeks later I joined Veramed on their graduate training program. Um, so I've now been at Veramed for sort of five or six months um, having done that initial three-month program at the end of 2020 and then um, obviously beyond that now as well. Okay, very good. After the introduction, let's, let's first start a little bit about why starting at all a graduate program. I think it's, it's really great if companies invest into their uh, people and uh, help them, you know, develop. But what were the kind of triggers from the company side to start such a graduate program? I think when Matt and Emma set up Veramed, and they one of their first employees was actually a graduate and it was a very positive experience for them they there was no downside to it and after that first year they uh, continued to recruit one or two graduates every year so being a positive experience being that you get to take a young person, it's usually is a young person, not necessarily so, but it usually is a young person under your wing and share your knowledge with them is rewarding for the individual that does the training, but also for the individual that receives the training. And given that Veramed has a, a very sort of special culture about it and it really likes to pay attention to um, everything it does, it was a good way of ensuring that um, when you bring somebody in, that they're learning all those good things as well. And after about four years of sort of bringing in one or two graduates, it was decided that actually this was working really well. What a, why not expand it? Why not actually put a formalized graduate training program in place and actually really think far more about what we were doing. We were doing it anyway, but what, But really think about what those elements were that we were training people with. And by doing that, then we could open up the number of people that we were training to. So you were basically already doing these one-on-one -on -one trainings and you had, again, probably similar questions, similar kind of onboarding topics. And so over the years, you built some experience in terms of what were typical things that, that uh, graduates needed when, when they entered the industry. Yes, although I think when we really sat down and thought about it and actually began to formalize all the courses that actually made up the graduate training program, it's quite 
it's quite interesting what comes from probably what was conversations day to day actually translates into what that formal training is because it's not just teaching somebody to program SAS and learn about the environment, the programming environment in which they're working within. Um, it's the industry itself that they get to know and get to learn more about. Um, and then not just, I suppose, the, the drug development process, but also, you know, the regulations that we work within and, and probably all the roles within the industry. Veramed is very much focused on biostatistics, but actually in the drug development process, how many other functions do we come into contact with? So you need to know about those as well. So all these things that probably occurred during sort of that one-on-one -on -one training actually expanded into quite a large number of formalised courses. Of course, it's not just industry, it's not just programming, the soft skills as well. And there are sort of other elements to sort of coming into the world of work. So you mentioned the special culture that Theramet has. Could you expand a little bit on this special culture and how it had an impact on the graduate program? Uh, yes, I think yeah, Veramed has a, a culture that is quite centered around quality. And I know I know lots of companies talk about quality, and but but we we take it very seriously. We try to create an environment that is focused on quality. It allows people to do their work well so that they're producing uh, products and deliverables that are of quality so that they don't get to be you know they're not required to be re-delivered it's always to say the word again quality and but part of our culture is also I suppose we've got a bit of a family feeler within the company as well and that means that we get to know each other that part of that is so that people will ask for help they're not struggling on their own and I think that comes into the graduate training program because um, actually part of our graduate training program is that the graduates meet everybody and I mean everybody so they have an introductory session with everybody and that means that by knowing everybody you might know a little bit about what they know or what their background is and it gives that bit of confidence in being able to ask questions and ask for help and uh, so that's sort of partly sort of infiltrated the graduate training program with our culture we also as part of our culture i would say is that we have a hierarchy of course you know i mean nick's a manager i'm a senior manager but but actually our culture is that there is this sort of flat approachability across the business which means that i would say that you know a graduate um, would feel comfortable being in the in the kitchen when we were of course allowed to be in the office but being in the kitchen with matt or emma and just having a little chat while they're making a cup of coffee so that is also sort of part of the graduate onboarding is that they get to have a, a meeting with Matt and Emma and actually other members of the business, but quite, quite a, a lengthy meeting with um, Matt and Emma where they get to ask questions and they get to know why Veramed exists yep. and they get to know more about the company, which is nice, I think. Yeah. For the listeners who don't know who Matt and Emma are, they are the owners and founders of Veramat. And um, I interviewed them some time ago. So if you 
scroll back in your podcast player and search for Love and Statistics, the story of Aeromats. That's the interview with Matt and Emma. Two very, very great persons. And so I think that speaks to this commitment to, to the people. Okay, so that was really, really interesting. In terms of the the program itself, how do you run it? You mentioned already there's you know live meetings with the different people and things like that. How long does it run and how is most of the content delivered? The program runs for 12 weeks and the content is in the main delivered in person. It's live sessions. It's a schedule is put together. And even though um, it's been delivered for four years running now, there's always tweaks, we're always learning, we're always finding extra value we can add when we get feedback from the previous year's graduates. But it is paced, obviously, it might seem quite intensively at the beginning, but it is, it's a 12-week program, it covers SAS training, it covers, you know, the introductions, the, the industry information that we feel the graduates need. They get um, assessed, actually, um, at the moment because of the, the current situation with not being in the office rather than having one big assessment at the end of the programme. We decided to stagger it a bit and, uh, and have a weekly assessment. So that's just to help us check on their understanding, check the absorption of the material, which even though the material is being delivered live, not being in person, it's just checking that um, engagement and absorption is going in the right direction. Um, Going back to what um, else is covered is that um, there's sort of the roles within the industry and there is um, mentoring as well as part of the programme and each graduate is assigned their own mentor. So that's one-to-one time with their mentor. Um, Obviously, they get time to spend with their line managers. That's important too. And then maybe they need some client-specific training as well if they're on particular clients. So, um, Awesome. Yeah, 12 weeks, quite quite involved training. And um, yeah, I love that it's kind of not just video after video and reading another long SOP after the other which I have seen been in <laughs> been done at companies where you have, oh, here's a 56 SOPs, read them and take off that you have read and understood them. Yeah, live trainings is much more kind of entertaining and probably much easier to not fall asleep while reading another SOP. So that's that's awesome. And another thing that we actually do is we from about halfway through or so, we start to gradually introduce project work uh, so that the graduates have had an initial grounding on um, things and then they can actually start applying that to the job so it's not just formal training they do get to do uh, actual project work during the program as well so you have kind of a smooth transition that's that's nice yeah. yeah. So because one time you really want to get your hands dirty if you if you come from university and you have studied so much so long then yeah getting actually some real work into your hands probably feels very good. So Reese, how did you feel when you recently went through the program? Yeah, it was great. I think 
what we've just seen with what Diane has overviewed is the fact that it is very comprehensive. Um, and I think it's very reassuring starting the industry and coming in, knowing that you're going to have that overview and that foundation. Um, I think that's maybe one of the things that I was maybe slightly fearful of before. You know, you've been through university, you've learned the technical still skills, the stats behind it. Um, but how do you actually apply that in practice and how does it actually look in the industry? And I think it's, it'd be quite daunting to come in and be immediately thrown onto something, no prior background, no understanding of how things actually look, how they work in practice. Um, so, so to have that, that reassurance, to know that it's, it's a program that's so highly thought of and, you know, as Diana said as well, with, with meeting people early on, you've met people who've gone through that program. You see how well they are now doing. You know, the evidence is there. Um, so I, I think it, it just made you feel that, okay, I'm in, I'm in the right place for me starting the industry here. Is there specific examples that helped you to, you know, get up to speed much faster or something that, you know, helped you specifically in the first months of your project work? I think maybe a good example of something we do that I don't know is quite covered yet is we have what's called a dummy study that runs throughout the program. Okay. Um, so essentially, as Nick mentioned partway through, you, you are um, transitioned gradually into this project work, proper project work. But prior to that, you actually you do work that's intended to imitate um, what you would be doing in project work anyway. So it's almost another step of the transition that, okay, first you taught the skills, then you're almost taught how the skills are applied, and then you're actually applying the skills. So okay. I think that, that extra initial step of seeing how things are transitioned onto projects without any worries of it being a proper project, you know, it's all for your understanding. There's the freedom to make mistakes and ask questions and learn. And you're encouraged to do so. You're encouraged to ask questions always. Um, I, I think that is something that's really nice to have. So you basically first sit in a simulator and basically run your tables and run your programs and run everything on, on some internal dummy data before yeah. you kind of get into the process for the for the real study. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that gives you the opportunity to yeah check on all the different things and just, you know whether you understood everything, whether you have found all the different places. Yeah, I can completely see that. Would have loved to have that when I started yeah. in the industry. <laughs> and you can actually um, you can go even one step higher than that. So obviously a lot of this is applying and implementing the programming that we're taught. Um, what we also had this year was some of the graduates who'd gone through the training program last year had actually written their own set of questions and exercises that run parallel to the training that we were receiving to almost implement these dummy projects section by section. So you're almost taught the programming. Then we had these exercises that the previous graduates had prepared that said, okay, this is where in the whole process when it comes to project work, that specific skill that you've taught might be applied. Um, so you could even go one step higher before it even came to these dummy projects. You had almost sections of those that were introduced as well. So yeah, <laughs> very smooth transition. 
How is that actually going in the program? So you have both programmers and statisticians running through the program, don't you, Diana? Yes, that's correct. We do we do have both. I think although the roles are obviously different and they do diverge, at the beginning point, everybody is experiencing the same thing. They're saying they're experiencing this is my first full-time job. Well, presumably full-time job after university or experience. I mean, Nick uh, himself had a, 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 this was his second career, so he wasn't uh, brand, brand new. But most people, this is their first job, their first full-time job, and they're transitioning into the world of work. And they're all the same, statistician or a programmer, and they all need the same information. They need to know how to program in SAS. They need to know what goes on within the industry. They need to understand the regulations that they're working within. Um, you know, we ha as as quite nicely described there by Reese. you know, that transition of this is SAS programming. How is it properly applied? What is the expectation of quality on my work? What is the... Um, uh, what is the expectation of communicating with my colleagues? All of those things, it makes no difference whether it's programmer or statistician. <laughs> okay, very good. So, and then as a statistician, you would work together with a programmer or would you, is basically everybody doing the same in terms of specifying the analysis and then running it at yourself or how does it work? I think that probably comes a bit later for, for a statistician in terms of, you know, as they transition into uh, actually working on real study work, that's when they're going to be seeing the, the analysis plans and um, I suppose and, and, and undertaking those sorts of tasks. But, you know, as you're aware, you know, um, the, the task of a statistician isn't simply just to write analysis plans these yeah. days you know a lot of a lot of, there's a lot more to it and so what we're essentially doing with statisticians is preparing them for those the, those more specific tasks that are going to come along with the study work and they're not abandoned at the end of the, the, the training program because they still have their mentors on hand for as long as they need them to take their issues to. And also they're always going to be supported by their team members as well. Awesome. Nick, in terms of being a trainer in this graduate program, so first, did you volunteer for that or were you voluntold to join? <laughs> Um, I can't really remember exactly how it happened. I think I probably was very keen to get involved um, for the reasons that kind of have already been mentioned by Reese and Diana, you know, that when, when graduates come to us, um, it's usually their first job and they've been through university, but there is that gap of, of going to the workplace. Um, so I wanted to like get involved with that because I wanted to uh, help create a, a sort of structure and support network so that we weren't throwing our graduates in too much at the deep end and we were allowing them a place to learn the right skills uh, and tools to, to start themselves off in the in the industry and what did you personally get from being a trainer there well uh, first of all um it's a it's a great opportunity to to meet all of the graduates um who are coming into our company um yes we do we all do meet them as part of it anyway but if you're 
training them, uh, you're having sessions with them, then you get more time to, to get to know them. Um, and that's been, you know, even more important this year when it's been remote to, to get that contact because we, we won't see them around the office like we would normally do. Um, so that was a great benefit. Um, and I'm, I'm also a project group lead at Veramed, so I'm, I'm leading projects, I'm working on projects. So it's really beneficial in that role to be aware that the graduates joining my projects um, have been through this program. I know what they're exposed to. I know what they, they, they've been learning about. Uh, so it's, you, you feel confident that they're coming in and they've got a really solid uh, foundation uh, for that. And I've, I've also been a line manager for graduate. Well, we, we call them graduates still, although um, some of them have been with us for nearly four years now, but um, I've seen uh, seen three generations of, of my line, line reports going through uh, the programme so far. And it's, you know, it's really great to, to see that. And I can see that they've, they've built a structure um, and they have some they have some structure to their work in the start. Um, and because we've, we've had this, uh, you know, several generations of graduates go through um, now in ever more than ever, um, we're really seeing them helping each other out. Um, you know, it's kind of become really win-win. Uh, you know, there was a, at the start when we did the first few years, there was a lot of work going in from everyone. But each year it sort of gets a little easier in a way because, um, you know, the best people to help out people doing something are the people who've just done it. Uh, so we have all these uh, generations helping each other out, and it's really nice to see that. Yeah, I can imagine that if you run through that three months together with with your peers, that uh, creates a lot of relationships that you potentially wouldn't get if you would be put directly on a project. Yeah, so and you know maybe. One works on client A, another one on client B, another one on client C. They may have different line managers and then, you know, they basically start, but maybe just see themselves in the, I don't know, the HR trainings that everybody gets, but nothing else. So, um, yeah, I can see how that creates a community and everybody kind of starts from the same, same place or more or less the same place. So in terms of your training is there any kind of episode incidents that really kind of stood out from you where you know so you were saying wow that was really a good 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 training or good lesson and so as diana has mentioned the uh the syllabus is split into distinct areas um and one of those is is focused about quality which we, we've already talked about and um, how important quality is to us at Veramed. Uh, so it's no surprise that we have a section on quality in our GTP. Um, so one part of the uh, training is about quality control of producing data sets and, and outputs. Uh, and for graduates in particular, this, this kind of the importance of self-QC uh, comes into play here because often um, that's not something that graduates may be familiar with where you really have to look at your work uh, several times before you hand it on to anyone else. Uh, so I've been involved in, in a session around that. Um, but at Veramed, quality goes uh, deeper than that. Um, and uh, at Veramed, we've established um, our Veramed values to, to support the, the ethos of quality. 
Um, so that in particular to me is, has been a really uh, special part to be involved in. I've been involved in the training around introducing graduates to these pyramid values. Okay, okay, very good. What are these quality values that, that you refer to? So um, our Veramed values, we have, we have three Veramed values that support uh, the, the quality and their integrity, collaboration and excellence. So they're, they're really about doing the right thing, um, working together uh, to produce uh, high quality work that, that we're all proud of. And, um, you know, it's a set of principles we, we ask everyone at Veramed to say they'll follow and to ensure that we're always producing high quality work. And, you know, it's, it's not been an issue at all. Um, and when we were a smaller company, it was, it was very easy to kind of keep track of, but we wanted to sort of formalize them. Um, and it's kind of tied in with, with the graduate training program that we sort of initiated at that point in time. Reese, when you were going through the program, how did for you kind of feel these kind of values tra translate into kind of being in the program? Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting one because I think Diana touched on it on something she mentioned earlier. You probably have a lot of companies who say, oh, we have these values, we have this emphasis on quality, etc." I think what's very clear um, coming into Veramed is they do really live and breathe those values. And they do instill that onto you from when you very start. Um, so be that through the various different, we have trainings that are specifically on quality as something that's um, driven into us. Um, we have training specifically on those values and what they mean. And also they aren't just trainings where we just talk, these values are a thing, but also where you propose, like you present you with scenarios and you're actively encouraged to say, okay, how would you apply the values here? Um, what would we need to do in this situation? How do how do we show this thing that we say we're going to show? How do we, yeah, how are we showcasing these values that we say we have? Um, and it, it is very clear from the outset, as soon as you start, that it's something that is really drilled into you. Okay. So can you give an example of these scenarios that you go through and show kind of how... Uh, these three values play out there? Sure. Um, thinking back to the training, so something may be, for example, you're doing some work and you're early on in maybe the data flow process and you notice a mistake in the in the raw data or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's whether <laughs> essentially you, what you shouldn't be doing where you, uh, you turn a blind eye and you let it, pass through it, having some sort of confidence in the back of your mind that you're really in the process and that somebody's going to pick it up at some point and it'll get sorted. Um, so in terms of actually how does this apply to the values, um, I think integrity in that particular example is probably quite clear to show integrity um, because obviously um, the converse, if you, if you weren't picking up a potential mistake in the data, something that might, I don't know, lead to a wrong conclusion, um, and you had the opportunity to do something about that, then obviously that's showing a lack of integrity if you don't. Um, the collaboration, I guess, comes in the fact that it really is a team effort, do you know what I mean? Um, because you have this process, at the end of the day, various people will be involved in this process and the, 
the product the deliverable comes out of it and everybody is working together at every stage of that process to ensure that the right things are done um, and then obviously excellence is quite clear in that situation because to deliver excellence you need to iron out any mistakes um, to make sure that what you are delivering is what you want to be delivering and that it's correct and accurate nice now i think that is a really good exercise to have these kind of case studies because very often they're otherwise these they just become buzzwords and yeah no nobody understands really what they are about and uh, just you know the nice sitting on slide sets or on the wall in the lobby or something like this but um yeah don't really you know lead to anything and there's lots of you know examples across you know uh different industry where you know there were companies having these high values and in the back you know there was exactly the opposite <laughs> yeah very very good that's this is talked about uh directly graduate programs that way so let's let's sum up uh the the podcast episode and just want to give kind of everybody the chance to you know provide kind of your final thought on you know what the listener should take away from uh, such a graduate program and um, what your you know main thought about that is. But let's start the other way around now. So so let's start with Reese first. Yeah, sure. So what I would say is, having been through the program myself, I feel that it has given me the best possible start that it could have done in the industry. It has allowed me to take the technical skills that I learned at university and to see how they're applied in practice. And in doing so, it's made that transition as smooth as possible um, from university to the industry. Despite the fact that it's been slightly unusual this year with remotely doing sessions, etc., cetera, Verimed have gone out of the way to make me feel part of the company from the very start. Um, we spoke about the flat structure, the meeting everybody, and I really do feel comfortable speaking to anybody um, having a laugh and a joke with anybody and it's the right time to do so and yeah i just i cannot speak highly enough about um the program that they put me through um, and i feel very lucky to have had the opportunity um to experience that program myself nick well i think reese uh, summed it up very well there but i mean i think from my point of view as a kind of instructor on this you know there's a lot to learn in this industry um you know, you, yes, you learn a lot of it on the job, but it's really important to to have something in place that means that graduates have solid foundations so they can go on to, to do their jobs with with those tools um, already set up, ready to go. And Diana? Um, I think we need to remember what a privilege it is to have graduates come into our industry. I think they're obviously the future, but... Whilst many of us have experience in the industry, having new people come into the industry is going to come with fresh ideas, innovation, and that's so important for the future of our industry. So nurturing them and um, bringing on them on board, making them feel comfortable to ask the right sort of questions allows them to to look forward themselves and grow. And I think that's what 
partly what our graduate training program is all about it's it's nurturing them it's also obviously giving them all the right tools and the information that they need but actually it's getting them to to look to the future as well awesome thanks so much yeah i can just thinking back of my first days in the industry i was coming in and there was some discussion about ae tables and i said what are they talking about? <laughs> Just learning the acronyms was a really, really big thing for me. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Alexandra, I mean, that is actually what is in my mind when I bring these graduates on board, uh, on board because actually I didn't feel like I had a very good start to this industry. Um, I transitioned from banking and I knew nothing about pharmaceuticals and I was promised training which didn't really materialize and I was so scared to ask questions because I felt like a complete failure by asking those questions so if I can just get our graduates through the door and comfortable enough to ask anything because there is no stupid questions then um, I've achieved something you know yeah. that's, yeah. that's <laughs> Very good. Thanks so much for this very, very nice discussion about the graduate program. And if you happen to be a graduate or you're graduating soon, then you know, watch out for companies that have such programs that help you get up to speed. And if you're listening and you have some yeah, influence at your companies that you're working for, then maybe you can suggest to actually get something like that on board so that graduates have an easier start at the beginning. And that, I think, as we said, is a big win-win situation for everybody. This show was created in association with PSI. Check out the homepage psiweb.org to learn about PSI and especially the upcoming PSI conference. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. Head over to theeffectivestatistation.com and see all the amazing things that you can download there to boost your career as a statistician. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.